And now, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Matt Hicks, Texas Rangers Radio, joining us now. And, Matt, I appreciate you you doing this on your your rare off day. Um, I hope you maybe <laughs> you've made it home from Detroit. Perhaps you found a swimming pool. What, what does Matt Hicks do on a on a rare off day to try to get your feet back under you, or do you have to come straight home to like yard work and that type of thing? No, 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 no. My, uh, my wife and I are at top golf right now. We're just finishing up. Uh, <laughs> we're just finishing up about an hour and a half at the uh, top golf. And, uh, so, so, and, and it's very, it's very relaxing because we really enjoy this and the pool, the pool might be later. Boy, I like that. And I, Man, I hate cutting into your Top Golf. Are you? Uh, who's winning, by the way? Because the Top Golf does allow you to play all those little games. Or who's yeah. the better golf? Who's the better golfer yeah. of the two? Yeah. Well, I'll have to whisper this one. Uh, I'm winning uh, significantly. <laughs> so. <laughs> now I'm told at Top Golf, Matt, they do have food and drinks there. Okay. In uh-huh. case you had not realized that, if you want to delve into something uh, along those lines. Yeah, no, 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 no. We uh, and we enjoy it when we come here, and sometimes we do eat, but we we ate before we came here. So, I got you. It, it I got you. Good. Well, it's good to visit with you, Rangers. Uh, having uh, you know, it, it's it, I guess it makes it all worth it. Those what six losing seasons in a row, uh, and you get and you get to experience this. I talked to Eric the other day, and he's kind of like, I mean, you know, it's been tough on him, obviously, to to not be a part of, it, especially though with a team that is performing like it is. And I'm sure you talk to Eric a lot, too. Um, I mean, I guess you've gotten over the shock of this. I mean, at some point you, you, you go, okay, I think this is a pretty good baseball team. When did that happen for you, Matt, when you thought, okay, I think this is not some kind of mirage and, and this is a – that we may be calling some games for a really good team. Well, I think that that started back in spring training. I think we had a, that we knew we had a good team in spring training. The question during spring training was the pitching acquired in the offseason, how healthy would those guys be and how uh-huh. productive could they be? And we felt like, okay, this team can score some runs, but the wins and losses will be decided by, you know, how good the starting rotation is and if the starting rotation can stay intact. So outside of DeGrom going down, although we did get, what, six starts out of him um, and five really good ones, um, the rotation's been there. Uh, And so, I mean, you see what this team can be uh, with a very healthy rotation. And and when you think about it, it's a very healthy rotation that has been without Jacob DeGrom for the last five, six turns in the rotation. And it's been a team that's missed Corey Seager for five weeks. So, you know, given those hurdles where the team is now at 15 games over 500, I think we knew that we could be good. The question was how good, and now we're finding out how good. And the other element there is is that we knew that the month of May was going to be difficult because of the two three-city road trips. And it doesn't really matter who the opponent is. When you're on the road, it's always difficult to win on the road in the major leagues. But to go 7-3 and three on that West Coast swing and then to go 6-3 and three on this uh, swing that we just had, I think that says something about the club too. It's a, it's a team that really is very together as a team. And I didn't get a chance to talk about this on the air the other day, but while we were in Detroit, 
um, one of the things that kind of stood out to me, we have one of the day games that we had there. Um, I had gone out uh, for dinner with a family that night and I came back to the hotel and I was in the hotel maybe for about five minutes and a ton of players came back. And I want to say it wasn't the entire team because you expect certain guys to be with family or friends just about anywhere we go. But most of the team had all come back together from a team meal. And that just doesn't happen on the road where basically all the guys get together. It's kind of a very rare thing. But this, to me, seemed like a spontaneous sort of thing. These guys like one another and these guys play for one another. And I think that that's something that you don't get a chance to see very often. Did you ask them where they uh, went to eat in Detroit? I do know where they went to eat. It was in Birmingham. It wasn't in Detroit. We stay in uh, Birmingham. And I've actually been to that restaurant a few times. And clearly, they all came back with smiles on their faces. So <laughs> That's where the Rolling Stones stayed, by the way, uh, during the Super Bowl a few years ago, Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So that, that's a nice, that's certainly a nice, Franklin's also nice. Those are nice areas of Detroit. Matt Hicks joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What about that story, Grant Anderson? You know, that's one of the cool things about baseball. Every once in a while, the unexpected, and it almost the unexpected can happen almost every day. But that was pretty shocking. Rangers reliever comes up as a rookie and in two and two-thirds innings, strikes out seven. Uh, Matt, Grant Anderson, it's not like he was some kind of household name. Like, let's bring up Grant Anderson. Oh, my gosh, this guy's credentials. He was drafted really high. No, that's not the case with him. Um, what what have you kind of been able to learn about him even after that? You probably knew about him leading up to it. But watching that, that had to be extremely fun to call, watching a guy basically on his way to making history. Yeah, well, he, he obviously he did, and he did make some history. I don't know if I've got all the numbers right here, but I think it was the first time in the modern era that anybody had made their major league debut as a reliever and had struck out seven, as many as seven batters in fewer than three innings. It's the only time it's happened since 1900. So if you want to give it some historical perspective, that's how good that was. And, you know, we didn't know a lot about him. I didn't know a lot about him. Now, Jared on our broadcast may have known a lot about him because he knows a lot about all the minor league guys. But, you know, all we knew was that he was having a successful season in double-A and triple-A and that his strikeout rate was very high. In the minor leagues, he had a strikeout rate of 40%. And one of the things that this, this uh, Rangers bullpen has been yearning for has been someone that can come in and strike guys out. So often, you know, our bullpen has gotten into situations where there are men on base, you know, in a situation, first and third, second and third, one out, in a situation that screams for a strikeout, and we can't get that strikeout. The reliever might get a ground ball for an out or might get a fly ball for a sack fly, but in really tight situations where you're tied or you're ahead by a run, you really want that strikeout. So we haven't had that. So I think that's one of the reasons why he in particular got the call up. And let's remember, this is a guy who he didn't come up in the Rangers organization. Um, he was originally with uh, Seattle and got traded over to the Rangers in the Connor Sadzik deal. Um, and so he's been a guy that has made his way through the system. But this year started the year in double A. He made four appearances in Double A and then went to Triple A, and his strikeout rate, strikeout rate rather, increased um, at Triple A. And so the thought was, well, let's you know he's earned the right to come up. Let's bring him up. Let's let's see if he can strike out some big league guys. And I think we got the answer 
uh, right away. But I, I think that this guy, and obviously, you know, once he starts to make more appearances and the league gets to look at him a little bit more and hitters get to see him a little bit more, they'll start making adjustments to him. And then it's, you know, going to be on him to make adjustments back. And so how he handles that period, you know, will dictate, you know, what kind of season he has in 2023. But the Rangers desperately need somebody to come out of the bullpen that's a strikeout guy, and right now he's that guy. What is Josh Young like? You know, you're around him, uh, have interviewed him around spring training. There really seems to be a maturity about him as a person and, and his game. I mean, he's he's good in the field. He's mashing it at the plate. I mean, it, it seems like he's really seasoned. At times you almost forget that he's a, a rookie. What have been your impressions of being around him on a daily basis and what i mean it's got to be exciting to be calling these games and to realize every day you stick him in there at number five and how solid he is at such a young age you know i think what he is is he is sort of the uh the mold of the new player in baseball the player who understands everything about how the game is played today, how analytics are woven into the game. He's one of those guys that at a very young age has been able to fuse that and to take all of the information that's available and put it to use for him to where he'll get information on a daily basis and he's able to make minor adjustments perhaps in his swing um, and really understands the whole concept of, okay, this pitcher, how is he going to try to get me out? What is he going to do in this particular at-bat, in this situation, and how am I going to be ready for that? Not only that, but when you interview him or when you just talk to him about the game, he is able to express that in a way that is clearly understandable. And this is a guy who can talk baseball with just about anybody. And so his communication skills are off the charts. I even told him earlier this year, I said, you know, this isn't going to happen for another 15, 18, 20 years, but whenever it does, and whenever your playing career is over your career as a communicator in the game, as a broadcaster, as a telecaster, whatever it is that you think you want to do, you're going to be able to do it because he's just that good um, in every aspect of communication about the sport of baseball. So this is, this is a guy who's at the leading edge. He's at the forefront of what the modern player and the player of the future is going to be. Well, that's interesting to distill all that information and, uh, and apply it. Matt Hicks, Rangers Radio, joining us, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. I also wanted to ask you about Nathan Avaldi. Um, what a remarkable story he's been. And the minute DeGrom went down, you mentioned it earlier, it got, they got, what, six games out of him, and he had the elbow inflammation. Avaldi, since that time, if I have these numbers right, 5-0 and with a .77 ERA. Um, it, pretty remarkable, his numbers and then just his leadership. That, that's, um, I mean, you know, obviously they were counting on him to be good, you just didn't know the guy was going to become like the ace for the team. And uh, he's likely, you know, the AL player of the month for May uh, or pitcher of the month, I should say. 
what 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 has really stood out to you the most about Evaldi and and the amazing run he's been on? Um, I think what the, the the biggest thing for me is that um, from a from a pitching standpoint is that he has been able to command everything. Uh, it's not just one pitch or two pitches. Um, his splitter has been outstanding, but you combine the command of that pitch with the uh, command of his fastball. Um, and it's been a, a really deadly combination. And, and, and not only that, but he's taken a, a real interest in all of the other pitchers on staff and, you know, watching them and what they do. And if he can offer any advice, um, he's right there. And a lot of these guys have come to him. It's not like he's going to those guys. They've, they've come to him. Um, and he's been more than giving of his time. So, um, he is, he is a, he's a leader by example, but he's a true leader in the clubhouse. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun to watch. You know, the other thing about Nathan Evaldi, he's a max effort guy. And so if you come to the ballpark and you're close enough, or even if you're not close enough, uh, you can hear him grunt as he delivers every pitch. Um, and he's not, you know, he's not thinking about conserving energy. He's thinking about the next pitch and what he needs to do to execute it. And, you know, sometimes you hear the cliche, you know, well, I'm just, you know, thinking pitch by pitch. Uh, but in his case, he is, and he's living that out. And he's just, he's not worried about what's going to happen later in the inning. He's only worried about the next pitch that he has to throw. And um, he's put up some remarkable numbers. And, you know, and it's one... It's it's funny because you think, well, you know, he can't keep doing this. And then every time you think about that, well, then he goes out with another eight innings of shutout ball or another complete game effort. I mean, every time he's he's putting out efforts that are just eye popping. Is is there any grunting that happens when you get on the tee box at Top Golf? Will you kind of let it all <laughs> hang out? Uh, and maybe and maybe be a kind of a max effort golfer. Maybe I should let my wife answer that question. She could <laughs> she could perhaps. Yeah, I might I might grunt a few times, but not a lot. I'm not uh, you know I'm not I'm not striving to try to hit the back uh, net here at Top Golf. Uh, so we're just out here having fun. I bet she's got a good short game. I could I could see her, uh, you know, taking aim at some of those in those intermediate targets and doing a nice job. And by the way, Baylor's own Cody Bradford been fun to see him get a couple of uh, opportunities out there, and the Baylor uh, family was excited. You know, that was a tough way to make your debut to get thrown against that lineup. I guess that was the Braves, wasn't it? But uh, right. he did. He he kind of it wasn't a great debut, but he did what they needed him to do, which was eat some innings in that game, and then I think it was the next day, wasn't it, Dane Dunning was able to come out and give him a really nice outing. So uh, you're, you're seeing some young players come in, and even with Leody, uh that's been amazing to see him. You never know when these guys are going to pop. And at age 24, yep. it seems to be happening for him. And uh, so, anyway, well, I'll let you get back to it. It was really fun to get to visit with you, and, uh, and I hope you, you can finish up your, your bucket of balls now. <laughs> Thanks. Anytime, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. Matt Hicks, the uh, uh, Rangers radio, and uh, he and Jared Sandler have been calling these games. You hear those games right here on ESPN Central Texas, one of the bigger 
uh, Texas Rangers affiliates out there. And uh, great to catch up with Matt and talk some Rangers baseball as he's out there trying to spend a little time with his wife. He's been on a long road trip, and he gets a call from Mosley to jump on. It's very nice of him uh, to do that. And uh, so good to catch up with him. And, and again, that is uh, you get to hear them all the time right here on our station as the Rangers, what, 15 games above 500. Uh, and they will start a um, homestand against Seattle. That'll be tomorrow evening. I think first pitch is about 7.05. And then, Aaron, we got um, we got baseball coming up tonight. Um, Ward is in Cleburne. In fact, I'm going to check in with Ward and see what he's up to. But uh, West is getting ready to get it on, and that'll be exciting. That's 92-9 Shooter, and that will be, let's see, game one uh, versus Maypearl tonight from Cleburne on 92-9 Shooter FM. All right, that is the West baseball team and uh, Ward is out there on the scene that's kind of his homeland out there everybody's hugging him and excited to see Ward as he comes back on the uh, on the scene all right Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas we've had a lot of breaking news uh, tomorrow we may find a way to let you hear again from Ray J and next we'll talk about the newest Baylor bear the Bears have dipped into the portal and found a star point guard. That is next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat.